0: This is Pathways, I'm Randy Brukowitz. As regular listeners of this podcast know, we interview individuals with PhDs in the sciences who have taken a non-academic career path. In today's Pathways, our focus is on professional skills that we all need, regardless of whether we are in academic or non-academic jobs. Those skills are oral communication and leadership skills. Developing these skills is the sole emphasis of an organization called Toastmasters International. Toastmasters was started in 1924 by Dr. Ralph Smedley at a small YMCA in Santa Ana, California. It's now worldwide with hundreds of thousands of members who are focused on developing their oral communication and leadership skills. My guests today have played important roles in this organization and continue to do so. Magnus is the current International Director for Region 5 and Toastmasters International, whereas Alan Shainer is the immediate past Region 5 International Director. Magnus Nell, welcome to Pathways. Thank you, Randy. Thank you. Let me start off with a simple question. What does Toastmasters International
1: Director mean and how did you become one? Let me take that question first. What does it mean to be an international director? It Means that you are serving on the board of directors for a global organization. We have 14 directors that set the path for the overall organization for the future. And how do you become one? You uh, basically run an election and uh, you have to have some certain criteria and credentials met. You have served in uh, district roles, but generally you are going into an election and you are making, a now in election times, a very interesting uh, election. A worldwide election. A worldwide election, that is
0: correct. Okay, so Alan, you were in the immediate past mm-hmm. Region 5 International yes. Director, so how, how do you describe your path to get to that level?
2: Well, the same as Magnus, is you have to run for the board of directors, but it's, it's quite an honor. It's a very prestigious position to be in. There are 14 international directors worldwide in Toastmasters because we're in 145 countries currently. And so those 145 countries are divided up into 14 regions I represented Region 5, which is the upper and lower Midwest, everything from Wisconsin to Mississippi and Oklahoma to Virginia. So it's quite a large chunk of territory of the United States. And you have to work your way up in different leadership positions to be eligible to run as an international director. And then once you are eligible, you simply announce your candidacy and you go through a process of being surveyed. Uh, by your peers who fill out surveys to evaluate how you did during your different leadership roles. And then you go through interviews on an international leadership committee that is composed of members worldwide. And based upon that, they decide whether you are, meet the criteria to be an international director. And if you do, then you get to become an official candidate. (laughs) And at that point, you may be running against one other person or three or four other people for the position, and you are elected at our convention in August, wherever the convention may be. In my case, the convention was very close to home. It was in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And the following year, it was in Malaysia. So I guess I got very lucky that I was so close <laughs> to home where I was able to be elected.
0: Great. How, tell us how Toastmasters is organized. You mentioned regions, or 14 regions, but, but overall, how is the
1: structure? the base of toastmasters is really on a smaller unit it's a, a, on a club level it's a group of people that get together up to 20 people and that's really the core of uh, the learning that's where we uh, do our learning in a peer to peer environment we our uh, public speaking is uh, we do our um, evaluations we give, give the feedback and so on and that's really the base for uh, for the member to get in and then from there on it's uh, more of an administrative uh, level I mean a bunch of uh, clubs for they form an area and someone will uh, be a mentor and oversee the, uh, that area as an area director uh, number of um, areas form a division and now we're getting into a larger area uh, or actually the division is, could be, let's say, a third of, of uh, a state, for example. A uh, number of divisions, they form a district, and district now we're looking at statewide or multiple states, and districts form a region, now we're talking half countries, full countries. And that's how it all progresses. The key is still you go down to uh, the main level, which is the club level, and that's where the, the, most of the learning is uh, happening on a peer to peer level. Right.
0: So, Alan, how do people find out about Toastmasters?
2: Well, right now, the main way they're finding out is because of the generation that we live in is computers. So, if you simply type in a search engine, Toastmasters International, we will come up. Uh, We're a nonprofit organization that teaches communication leadership skills. So that's the main way. Uh, The secondary way is by word of mouth, is somebody that really enjoys Toastmasters will certainly spread the word, tell their friends, tell their family, tell total strangers about Toastmasters and how it has improved their life and what it can do for them. So word of mouth and the internet's probably the two main sources that we use for advertising. So on
0: a personal level, when and why did you join Toastmasters and how has
1: it helped you? Myself, um, personally, I joined ten years ago and it was a little word of mouth. I, f- I found uh, a club that met meet at uh, YMCA down on the south side of Indianapolis and I walked into uh, to this group that I hadn't heard about, unfortunately. But I walked in and I felt very comfortable. I saw something that I was missing in my uh, work at that point in time. In my, pr- you know, I was an engineering manager. I was a subject matter expert. And I had a group of engineers that I was leading. And you find, after a while, that there might be something missing, and you don't know exactly what. Because we are all subject matter experts, and we want to go somewhere, and we want to achieve something there was a one little tiny component missing and I found that component in Toastmasters International when you get the feedback on how do you express yourself, how do you present things, uh, doing a five to seven minute speech in a topic that might be a topic related to where you're a subject matter expert and you have a group of people that don't work in your field, in the in the room, they provide you the feedback and they tell you, yes, I understood what you said, or no, I do not understand at all what you're saying, you lost me. And That's uh, the main benefit that I saw at that point in time. There are many other levels that appears after a while, but the initial attraction point for me was being a subject matter expert, having people reporting to me, but uh, at that point in time, I have to be frank, the way I expressed myself and I communicated, was not as optimal as it could be and Toastmasters helped me to take myself to that next level and uh, move myself to a different level
0: yeah. so when you said that that it was clear to you that you couldn't get the message across how did that how was that evident to you is that from feedback from your co-workers, from supervisor, or when you went to a Toastmasters meeting for the first time, it clicked, and you realized
1: what you're missing? It's a combination of all of these. The part that it clicks, that's... uh for myself, my, my self-realization that where are my gaps, mm-hmm. but you also get the feedback from uh, your supervisors that you don't get the message across. It goes around. You, you've heard about the 360-degree uh, evaluation forms, and you see yourself, uh, especially when you're a subject matter expert, and you feel that well, I know this and I'm good at this, but others say, you know, we have lost you. You're you are speaking on a completely different level. You have elevated your level to the point where uh, we are not catching up with you. And so you need to find that um, com- that level of communication so everyone brings w- comes with you. Which means that, well, if you don't have the people coming with you, then the end result that you're going for might not be there. You might want to achieve something very specific in the project and you want to do that in a certain time frame with a certain outcome, outcome, the scope, but if you're the only one who knows that and you cannot communicate to others in your team, then you're not really working as a team anymore. Mm -hmm. And the team, the power of the team, having everyone, I, I call it today, well, set the commander's intent to make sure that everyone knows the vision, what you want to do. But if you can't communicate that vision to your team, the team is not going to achieve the goals. So you can see that from a tangible perspective. And I will say that uh, take the Toastmasters product and take the Toastmasters experience serious Then you will get that component how do i express myself how do i get my vision to my team how do i get the team to achieve the goals that we want to achieve your your
0: story
2: my story is a lot different than magnus's Mm -hmm. because in, in a nutshell i discovered toastmasters completely by accident i had no idea what toastmasters was i was at a friend's house and he had several toastmasters banners hanging in his garage now When a club is formed, they they have a cloth banner that's about one and a half times the size of a movie poster. And he had several of these hanging in his garage, and the curiosity got the best of me, and and I asked him, what is Toastmasters? And he explained it to me, and I realized something clicked immediately. I had been retired for a few years from my first career as a fire department uh, battalion chief. So I'd been in leadership positions, but I was back working with just one or two people and I missed leadership. And when he explained Toastmasters to me and I found out that leadership and communications are the two main components, I thought this might be something I'd be really interested in. So I went to my first Toastmasters meeting and found out that sure enough it was exactly something that's been missing in my life because communications and leadership go hand in hand. Now I had never felt that I had a problem with communications until I took the Toastmasters program. And I realized I could talk, but I didn't really, was not organized, was not saying the right words. There was a better way to communicate and tell my story and to be a leader. And this is what I found through Toastmasters. So it filled a void in my life that I didn't know I had. And I joined 16 or 15 years ago and I've never looked back. I've enjoyed every single week of it, and I do go to a meeting every single week.
0: Uh, that's great. So you, we talked about you know, your professional background, but what, what about professional background of others who joined Toastmasters? Where do they come from professionally? Does there a minimum
1: age requirement, maximum age requirement? Let me take that. There is a minimum age requirement and that's 18. We have programs for um, people younger than 18 to prepare for getting into this program and we we do encourage people to start this very early. There is not an upper uh, Mm -hmm. limit of age, but if you look at who in general is the most likely to start going into uh, a Toastmasters chapter Toastmasters Club and this is my observation because you see you see people from various parts of industries you have scientists we have scientists we have uh, PhDs we have homemakers we have everyone really very broad spectrum which makes it very interesting when you're making a speech that is uh, geared towards your current profession and someone who has no clue what it is is going to evaluate you and you really have to think of uh, what uh, what what to say. But it appears as if a person might be in the third, uh, mid-30s, beginning 40s when they come into uh, the organization, which might be a little late sometimes, but the benefit, it seems like individuals find the benefit during that age because, I can speak for myself, when I was in my 20s, I knew everything. And I started working and I got to a certain level, and after a while you realize, well maybe I don't know as much after all. Which means when you get into your late 30s, early 40s, you might have reached a ceiling of some sort. You cannot go any further. And you don't know what that is because you're still the subject matter expert, you know, it, you know the details of what you're working with but you cannot get further. That's where this program is uh, so helpful and useful for individuals because it will break that ceiling. It, through the communication, through the leadership experience that you get and the training and the practice, you're changing the ways that you express yourself, that, how you interact with people that ultimately will help you break that ceiling. And that's why I'm saying typically 35, 40 mm-hmm. is when individuals in uh, the workforce start to realize that there there is a ceiling I can't get through. Mm-hmm. If you get started earlier, get started when you uh, go through college and just stay with the program and realize that yes, you know it all, but you can know it all better. That's wh- where we want to go.
0: Maybe we could talk a little bit about the way the education program works for Mm -hmm. Toastmasters. I know that there is a transition into a new educational program, actually has the same name as the podcast, Pathways, but maybe you could talk about the legacy program, if you want to call it that, and how the new program is going to be.
2: Well the current program we have, everybody starts out with a basic communication manual, which will teach them 10 lessons on how to deliver a good message to a group of people. But along with that, they're also working in a leadership manual where they are learning the basics of leadership because we've always felt that communication and leadership go hand in hand. A person that's standing in front of a group giving a speech is perceived as a leader. And yet, if you look at a good professional leader, they have to have good communication skills or they're not going to be a good leader. That's the current program that we have right now. And it goes a lot farther than that. It goes way beyond that. But leading into the new program, which our program is called Pathways, will be somewhat the same. It's programs that will teach you the beginnings all the way up to the advanced levels of communication and leadership. And these are done one lesson at a time. And in Toastmasters, everybody works at their own pace. Some people are very aggressive and will work at a very quick pace. Some people will take their time to work through. So as I told you earlier, a basic manual before, the 10 lesson plans. I've seen people work through 10 lesson plans in four months. I've seen people take three years to work through those same 10 lesson plans. So it's up to the individual. We don't put pressure on you to do something that you're not comfortable with. We want you to get as much out of this program as you possibly can. Now under the new program it's going to be more tailored for the individual. In other words you will start out taking an assessment of yourself and that will tell you which path you might want to go into and there's ten different paths or directions that you could go in Uh, I'll give you an example, one one might be strategic management, another pathway might be interpersonal communication. So there's a lot of different directions you can go and based upon your self-assessment, it will tell you what path is probably right for you. But as in anything in Toastmasters, you have a choice. If you don't agree with that and you want to work in another path, you can. And you can work in multiple paths at the same time. So it's up to the individual just how aggressive they
0: wanna be. So I I guess in terms of the new program, the possibility exists that folks never realize. We often say you don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. And if you have a a self-assessment and you see that you have a, say a deficiency in a particular area or an area you need to grow, and let's say you wanna be a leader Mm -hmm. of a group, a larger group, and it takes certain skills to get there. Does this program help an individual get
2: to that point? It will. So there's a book that some of your readers may be familiar with called Strength Finders. I took, I read that book, took the test, and found out what my natural strengths are as a leader and those are things that I do focus on. Now in the assessment that we're going to take, it's going to tell you what you can build on in your life to make you better kind of like strength finders. You know, this is what I am naturally good at, but I can improve at it. But it's also going to point out things that I'm not good at and I really need to work on. And Pathways is a program that will let you build upon what you're very good at naturally and let you also work on what you need to work on to be a better leader
0: of course, when you're talking leadership, there's also communication as part of that element, but they're hand in hand as you had had indicated. How does that work? How are individuals going to be enhancing their their oral communication skills, either under the legacy program or under the
1: new program? Well, the communication skills, the the base is still that uh, you will form, you will prepare a speech. You put a speech together, you stand in front of your audience, you perform the speech, you get the feedback, basically. After after you've done your five to seven minutes, you will have an individual that will give you the evaluation face to face. You will hear it, you will get it direct. It's direct feedback. And the feedback is going to tell you things like, well, I like certain things about your speech, keep that. I have some improvements for you that I am suggested that you take into account the next time you do another speech. Or you can do the same speech today in the legacy program. It's probably not a good idea to uh, reuse the same speech over and over because you also want to uh, get to the point where you can put various speeches together various topics, but the communication portion is when you're standing in front of the group in the club session, you're performing the speech, the leadership portion at that point in time becomes the individual who gives you the feedback. Because feedback is a very important leadership skill to have. If you're in any environment and you see something that is either good Positive reinforcement or bad, you need to uh, make an adjustment. you need to do some coaching. you see thump- something not going in the correct way.
0: What are you looking for, for example, in in these speeches when you you see an evaluator, mm-hmm. what is he or she looking for? Does it depend upon the speech? Or are there elements or, or particular speeches where you're looking for one thing versus another or in terms even in terms of preparation for the speaker? I can take that.
1: Go for it.
2: When we evaluate somebody, we're not evaluating the content of what they're talking about because it's up to the individual what they want to talk about. and We don't evaluate that. What we're evaluating is their delivery. Are they connecting with the audience? Is the audience getting what they need to get from that particular speech or presentation? And that's what the speaker, what they deliver it's all about the audience. It's not about what the speaker wants to deliver. It's about connecting with the audience and reaching them and helping them to understand and learn something and walk away and remember you for the rest of your life. That Wow, that was a great speech I just heard. and I'm never going to forget that. So you connected with that person. Mm-hmm. This is what our evaluations are all about, is to help that person to understand that when you speak, I, as your evaluator, I'm a member of the audience. This is what I heard you say, this is what I saw in your delivery, and this is what I felt. And if there's certain critical things missing, we like to point those out and give them suggestions on how they could connect better with an audience member.
0: Well, the evaluators are also club members. and And they give speeches mm-hmm. themselves when it's their turn. Thus, Toastmasters is a two-way street where you're helping and being Correct. helped. Mm-hmm. Correct. Right. Correct. How long do people remain in Toastmasters? Do they say, well, I've, I've finished my speeches in this book and now I'm, now I'm <laughs> an expert and I can go out and be uh, a supervisor of a, of a Fortune 500 country?
1: The, the answer to that question is uh, the obvious answer, it depends. Some individuals, they find that they've they've found the reason for the organization after a certain time, maybe they do seven or maybe they do ten speeches and they feel, I've accomplished what I want to accomplish. For people like that, we do recommend that uh, reconsider. We've been in it for more than ten years, both of us, and we keep on improving every week we go to these meetings because it's a lifelong learning. Just because you have mastered, let's say, the first 10 speeches doesn't mean that you will retain that knowledge forever. It's like when you go through education. If you get your education, you know all the details. What we say in the industry is, well, we're giving you about 10% of the value of the 100% value because you need to do something else, not just the education. You need the relation building. Now you can add an additional 20% to it. But the highest value in any education is the experience. Again, what we say in the industry, the 70%, the gap, the biggest gap is comes from the experience, comes from being exposed to things, comes from practice, comes from standing in front of people and do these speeches on a continuous basis, get the feedback. We are adding the 70% for a very minimal cost, really, whereas uh, others might focus on the education and the training, which gives you the 10%. So stay in the program and keep on, it's a lifelong learning, you will never really master it that you will be a top achiever. Let me uh, just do a little parallel here. I mean, some people, they um, they have a fear of skydiving. I did, so I tried it for about 72 times. Now, the public speaking portion, some people, they compare that to the skydiving. And that is true, I can confess to that, because when you uh, Stand in front of people the first time, there are butterflies in your stomach and you don't really feel comfortable. If you go up in an airplane, 10,000 feet, open the door, look down the ground, you're not very comfortable either. You're looking down, you have the butterflies, but your training gets you to where you want to be. And it's the same thing, you, the butterflies are always going to be there. But with the practice, the practice, the butterflies, you are in control of your butterflies after a while. If you're not nervous, then you might not be on the top of your game, but you are in control. And through practice, 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 you become more comfortable.
2: How long people stay in Toastmasters? It's a generational thing, and it's also by country. So I'll give you some examples. In China, the average Toastmaster stays in less than two years, but the majority of the members in China are Millennials. Let's go to Japan. In Japan, when you join Toastmasters, you usually stay for the rest of your life. We have Toastmasters in Japan, 40- and 50-year members. And obviously, they're uh, baby boomers. What we find in Toastmasters is the longer you stay, the more social connections you make, plus the networking is invaluable. All the people you meet and the different paths in life that the other members have taken, you make these networking and social connections. So it's up to the individual, but we find that most millennials will get into Toastmasters, get what they specifically want, and then they will get out But we always find out that something like 90% of them always come back within a few years because they realize there's more they can get. But they'll do the same thing. They'll get in, stay for maybe another year, and then we'll drop back out, and then they'll come back again later. Whereas my generation, the baby boomers, we get in, we just stay in, the majority of the people. And like I said, Japan has our highest retention rate in the world for people that join Toastmasters and never leave. And China has one of our highest rates for people that get in. And they get what they need. So you can kind of compare this of going to college. Do you want to go to college for the rest of your life? Or do you get in and get what you need and get out? And then later on in life, you find out you may need something else. And you go back, go back to school, learn something else. But there's some people that just enjoy going to school all the time. So they stay in. So it's it's an individual thing, but it seems to be right now a generational thing.
0: So it can be, it, it can be lifelong learning, which is yes. re- really good. I guess for maybe to have a last question here is you mentioned how people find out about Toastmasters on on the web but just by googling. Mm-hmm. What other ways can they find out about about Toastmasters, let's say, in various industries. Like, for example, we have our students and postdocs, they're, in academia, they're relatively shy and uh, introverted. Mm-hmm. What ways, perhaps, what tricks could they use to maybe try to find Toastmasters or have
1: Toastmasters find them? Oh, that's a very interesting question there. Seek it out. As an individual, I think is uh, the main part because yes, Toastmasters have a lot of introverts in the organization, and they've either had someone n- that knows about the organization tell them about the organization. And you can s- search, you can go to www.toastmasters.org, and on the front page, you can search for a club near you, and f- and find something right there. that might be uh, the best from an introvert perspective that if someone is pushing you to do that you might not want to do that but seek it out and uh, find something that is close by if you don't know anyone that already knows about the organization that is likely uh, the best way that you can get to uh, experience the Toastmasters experience. Other industries might actually have Toastmasters clubs in uh, their uh, locations which means there is typically an outreach in those organizations. There might be uh, outreach um, in companies. There are some academic facilities that um, have Toastmasters chapters and there is one right here on IUPUI campus as well that you can seek out and uh, there are contact people uh, that you can contact and and get hold of. and get more details. Come to a meeting. Experience it. Uh, make sure that it is for you, which I'm quite sure it is. It is for everyone. Alan, you want to add Last I word. I
2: on the Toastmasters homepage that he gave you the address, www.toastmasters.org, when the homepage comes up, there's pictures of all different kinds of people on there. and that picture changes all the time, but you can click on those people and they will tell their individual story, how they found Toastmasters and what it means to them. And for those that are really shy, it's a great way to hear from other Toastmasters, how they got involved, because as Magnus mentioned, our organization is full of introverts that are trying to become one that is comfortable, not necessarily an extrovert, but somebody that's comfortable speaking with other people and perhaps they're in a position where they have to lead other people and they would like to feel more comfortable doing this, this is the organization that is perfect for you because at a typical Toastmasters meeting, we say this is the place that you come to fail. This is the place that you practice. And if you fail, nobody's going to make fun of you. Everybody's gonna to work to help you to be better because we're the only organization in the world that's focused on the individual member. And everybody at a meeting is on your team. Everybody is trying to help you to be the best you can possibly be. We're not in competition with each other. We're just all one big team trying to help each other. And so you get lots of helpful, constructive feedback on how you can improve and how you can
1: connect with other people.
2: Ellen, Magnus, Thank you for joining me on Pathways.
1: Thank you, Randy. Thank you for having us.
0: Now, I'd like to thank my guests, Alan Shanner and Magnus Janssen, for sharing the paths they took to become Toastmasters International Directors. At the same time, they taught us what the Toastmasters International Organization is all about and how it can help doctoral students and postdoctoral trainees, in fact, anyone, improve their oral communication and leadership skills. Join us next time on Pathways as we explore the career paths of biomedical Ph.D. degree holders into their exciting non-academic positions. I'm Randy Brutkiewicz. The theme music for Pathways, Supernova, was composed by Aaron Brutkiewicz. Pathways is a production of the Indiana University School of Medicine.